in today's episode of Script and Style, Dave and I are going to talk about avoiding distractions in our lives to increase productivity. Welcome to the Script and Style Show, the web show where we talk about web development with the people that make it happen. Today's episode is brought to you by TrackJS JavaScript Error Monitoring. Know when errors hit your website with the context to find and fix bugs fast with TrackJS. Start your free trial today at trackjs.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Script and Style Show. I'm Todd Gardner from TrackJS, and my co-host, David Walsh, creator of the popular blog, davidwalsh.name. How's it going today, David? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. It is... It was a good day. I had like a bunch of stressful things happening last week that all got done. And now, now it just feels like clear sailing. How about you? How's things? Nothing clear sailing over here. Um, as people probably know, if they follow me on Twitter or even the last podcast, I've got big travel coming up. We're going to Berlin for Mozilla's All Hands, where we, you know, everybody from around the world flies in. And I'm shook, man. I can't sleep on planes. It's the first time that my wife and I are leaving the kids for a week. Um, I'm shook. I'm super shook. Now, I called out on Twitter for tips, right? A little bit of wisdom. You were very helpful. Um, But I'm still not completely at ease with what's going on. Now, the one nice thing is that my wife is coming with me, and she knows how to just calm me down. Is it, is it the flight itself, or is it the trip and, like, being overseas? I love Europe, so I'm not so scared of that. It's the, the flight, just knowing that you're not going to sleep for an entire night and just have to roll into the next day. That's always been hard for me because I have a hard time sleeping in general. So that, I think that's part of it. But I think it's just the anxiety of this trip coming up, you know, it's just building, building, building. I think once we get there and I realize that everything is fine, um, we'll be good. But it's also the middle of winter in Wisconsin and leaving my kids, you know, with, with the grandparents and the snow and getting them play. I don't know. It's just all of it's got me worked up, but I do have to thank you because you offer some really good advice. Um, and so it'll be okay. It's just, I'm just working myself up. It's what I do. Yeah. Um, but I think I'll be fine. Here, so here's a bonus tip. Bonus. Uh, per, exclusive for the exclusive podcast. Exclusive for the um, Procrastinate. As in, don't think about the trip. Don't prepare for the trip. Focus on now. And only worry about the trip when you're 24 hours out. Because if you don't worry about it, it can't stress you out. That's not my style. I've packed, <laughs> unpacked, packed again like four no. times. No, you don't even think about it until 24 hours before the flight. And then you're like, all right, what do I need to wash? Where's my bag? What do I need? Figure well, out. I leave in two days, so you should have told me that last week. <laughs> I, I appreciate you keeping, keeping an exclusive tip for the podcast, but oh, I yeah. wish I would have known that earlier. Procrastination. All right. Uh, let's do news. There was some big news from your, uh, your organization, uh, last week. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So I don't know, a lot of people, most people probably heard about it, but Mozilla had to let lay off some people, I guess is the right term. Um, which really sucks. There were at least a dozen people that at one point I worked with every day that were affected. 
Um, I'm very happy that I'm not affected, but it just sucks. Uh, there's no other way to put it. It just, it really sucks. Um, but what I'm hoping that people out there, listeners can do um, is check out the hashtag Mozilla Lifeboat. And that is a collection of tweets from people um, like amazing developers and amazing people who, um, who are looking for new opportunity. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I love my Mozilla family um, and it's really sucks seeing people hurt. Um, but they're all very talented and I think that that they should get snapped up pretty quickly. So jump jump up for Mozilla Lifeboat if you can help. Yeah, yeah. Good good idea. Good good things. All right. Should we move on to our main topic of the day, which is increasing your personal productivity by avoiding distractions in your life. I know my life is full of distractions. I got a lot of different things going on at any given time, a lot of different things trying to buy for my attention. Uh, even before like advertisers and stuff are vying for my attention. Um, and some days, some weeks are <laughs> a lot better than others. Um, so I guess what we're going to do is, is we're going to kind of go through this and David, you're going to talk about some things in your life that cause you distractions and then how you like some tips for how you go about solving them. How do you stay focused? How do you get stuff done? And then, and then I'll do the same. Yeah, it sounds good. And I thought this would be a really good topic because we're at, again, we're at the beginning of a new year. It's time for change. It's time to make things better um, moving forward. And so I think we'll roll with that. Now, like yourself, I get super distracted as well, which is sort of weird when you think about it, right? Because we work from home. We, we control the environment, but we also don't so much. So... <clears throat> Just to pile on, just so everybody gets a feeling for how many things can distract me at any given time during the day, I'm going to roll through them and then, you know, we'll go one by one and figure out you can tell me or I can work it out how I can stop these problems from happening. Okay. The first, yeah, go ahead. Do it. All right. All right. All right. So the first one is email and not just spam email but all email, Groupon email, you know, Bugzilla, GitHub email, tons of email flying into me. And of course, as soon as you get one, mail app tells you ping, 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 and you go from coding to what's that thing? Coding, what's that thing? Coding, what's that thing? That's a huge problem for me. Next up, text messages and email alerts on different devices. So I'm sitting here on the computer, I get dinged for a text message or an email. I have an iPad here, I have my iPhone here, I'm getting an Apple Watch. I'm getting hit from a million different directions telling me the exact same thing. And it's just, there's too much going on, I can't concentrate with, with all these sounds I, flying at me. I have totally experienced that like rolling notification problem where like it pops up on my computer and then like two seconds later my iPad goes off and then another second later my phone goes off and then my computer goes off again for this it's all for the same thing but it interrupted me for a solid like five to ten seconds it's terrible it's it's yeah it's not fun um office traffic now one of the things that I hated about working in a traditional office besides not having a window and the whole cubicle thing is that people just stop by and start talking to you. And I don't like that because it just, it takes me out of my train of thought. Most of the conversations weren't useful. 
And you think that working from home, I'd be able to control that? I can't actually. Um, my office is right next to the front door of the house. I have French doors so people can just look right in. Um, it's impossible to keep my kids from jumping in. My wife will pop in sometimes. I love my dog, but he'll pop in sometimes. And it's just, it's like maddening. I can see, you know, delivery people coming up. Um, there's been a couple of times where salespeople have come up to my house and because I have a nice big window in front of my desk here, they'll ring the doorbell a couple of times. I'll ignore them because I don't want salespeople here and they'll stand on my front porch and like wave at me to come open the door. Like it's, there's an insane amount of distraction with people in a home office, which drives hmm. me nuts. There's a waiting game of CI and test running. Um, it's hard to context switch when you're, you know, working on two different um, patches sometimes, but when CI can take, CI or just local tests can take anywhere from five to 10 minutes, you don't want to change to something else, right? So sure, you can go to the restroom. Sure, you can grab something to eat or drink, but I get sucked into this. Oh, well, let me check Twitter. Oh, let me check <laughs> Facebook. Oh, let me check the news. And now suddenly, you know, test passed five minutes ago and you're still doing this other thing. And it takes some mental space to get back to what you were trying to focus on. So that's a distraction that hits me quite a bit. And I guess the last general distraction that I'll mention is just the, the, the interactions, the banter, the whatever, whatever else comes up via text message, Slack, Twitter, Facebook, all of these places that can hit you at any given time. <clears throat> and when I look at this list, I see 100 distractions a day, 100 things vying for my attention every single day. And it's just too frustrating to deal with. The good news is I think that with your help and with some of my ideas, I can kick this out. I can figure this out. I bet you can. All right, but I, I might need your help. So number one, just incredible amounts of email. Yeah. I have some resol resolutions here. Number one, and I do this every like six months. Number one, instead of just delete, 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 I'm going to start unsubscribing from everything. Yep. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Number two, I'm going to take the time. And what's funny about all of these things is that it's front loaded, taking five minutes. That's going to save me so much time and distraction in the future. Number two, I'm going to set up good email filters so that I don't get a, not a notification for every single thing that happens on a repo that doesn't involve me, that isn't important that I address right away. So that's number two. What, what thing that you would get from a repo would ever be a drop everything I need to do this? Why couldn't you just route those into a bucket that you check once a day? That's like, a really good question. I think that number one, when I am on a project, regardless of how senior I am in that project, um, I feel ownership over everything going on. Mm -hmm. um, so if I see like a, a, an issue come in for a small UI change, I want to know about it so I can just hammer it out. I want to but, know but about why? it. But why? Why is, why is a 24-hour response time unacceptable? Even if you like have tons of ownership and I want to like, I own this repo and I want to be responsive to it. Why can't you 
just say, you know what? Every day at 8 a.m., first thing I do when I start the day, I'm going to look at what happened in my repos yesterday that I need to care about. Why do you That's need a- to drop what you're doing now at 2 p.m. when you're trying to get something done and go and worry about what some other jackass did? I would say 90% of the time, I don't need to worry about it. Um, but with the upcoming launch of the Phoenix browser, um, and we have a nightly, if something's if I like merge something or coded something that breaks it, if I can catch, catch it and fix it before it goes into the next nightly, mm-hmm. I think I sleep a little bit better. Okay. So if, break, if, breaking something, totally get it. But is there a way you can like filter out, I broke something messages from somebody committed a white space change kind of messages? Yes. Yes. No, you're 100% right. 100%. That, so that's like, a, that's not just a distraction that I need to eliminate. It's a mentality change that I need to accept. And you're not the first person who's ever told me this. Um, (laughs) In fact, when I started at Mozilla, I used to have my work email on my phone. So I'd be at like my kid's soccer game and I'd be getting, oh, this thing should be a different color. And I'm like, oh God. And it was just like taking up my mental space. So I got away from that, but you're right. I need to let go of the minute by minute happenings of said repository this is good todd you're helping me already all right the multiple dings whenever anything happens okay i don't need to wear the apple watch when i'm sitting down at the computer that won't happen ipad i'm going to turn off because i actually only use it for travel so that's two dings gone right away um here's where that's a good idea to actually turn off your iPad. I actually, it's weird, but I've never actually thought to just turn it off. Again, I only, I like, I, whenever I'm using it, I'm like, wow, this thing's great, but I only use it for travel, right? So that's something that needs to just be turned off. Here's what I can't do. I wanna be one of those people who doesn't have their cell phone with them all the time. The problem is if something bad happens with the technology that we have, there's no excuse for me to not be able to respond as quickly as possible. Whether it's like a medical emergency somewhere, whether it's something with my kids, I can't just get rid of the phone. So I think that I need to live with the phone and the computer both. I do think, however, that I can review the, the, what do they call it? Like the notification permissions per app. Spend 10 minutes looking at that. And I think I will get many less, you know, distractions during the day. What say you about the phone thing? Mm, I don't know. It's hard because like, all right, so I have my phone on me all the time too. And like, as far as like work notifications, I'd be fine not having the phone. It's more for like family things. It's like sometimes, most of the time, the family notifications I get, I don't need to pay attention to. But every once in a while I do. And so it's hard to know the difference because it all just sounds like the same dinging sound. Like the, you know, I stubbed my toe message is the same as, you know, I have to go to the hospital message. Right. Like there's no... There's no difference in alerting. 
uh, of when I need to pay attention on. And so, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know how to get around that. And, and, and you know, maybe it's something where we just need to deal with it. Like we're not going to get down to zero distractions a day, right? But the whole goal of what we're trying to do here and communicate, communicate here is how we can cut down on 70% of them. Yep. Really nice. So the yep. phone, the phone's got to stay, but the other side devices don't need. Um, office traffic. This is a hard one, right? Because you can't kick your family out of the house. And like I said, my office is right next to the front door. So implicitly there's going to be traffic. Here's what I'm going to do though. I have French doors, like I said, I'm going to put up some sort of like not blinds, but like something I can pull down and just like nothing. I don't see anything like a, what, I don't even know, not blinds. I don't know what to call it. Curtain sort of, I don't know. But I need to have a way to just blank out what's going on over there. Yeah. And that really communicates to anyone else. Don't bother me. I'm busy. So I just, like, I just need to do that. Um, That's my doors. See, I need that. <clears throat> I have none of that. I have welcome to my house. It's yeah, and so you can put a curtain rod above those. And I mean, it would make it a little awkward to like go through the doors right. uh, with the curtain closed, but it'd be like a real easy signal to just be like, I'm in the middle of something right now. I'm, yes. I'm recording, I'm talking to somebody, I'm busy or whatever. Curtain's closed, you leave dead alone. Yeah, I think that's something that I need to do. Um, I wanted to be super stylish and have one of those like broadcasting signs that says on air so people <laughs> don't come in and bug me. Uh, they'd still see through the windows and, and bug me. Um, so that's something that I can do. Delivery people, I can't do anything about. You could close Sit. the window. Well, so I do have blinds on my window, but I fought so hard to get a home office that I'm not adjusting it for other people. Right? Yeah. I want my window open. Um, and maybe I can just give salespeople the finger or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I, like, there's no getting a, a, around... People. That only works until you have a new neighbor move into town and they just want to be friendly and say hello. And you just started the relationship the by, by, by flipping them off. Well, Hey, I'm cutting out five years of, of drama leading up. To it, <laughs> All right. The CI waiting game. Um, I think that if I, I'm disciplined enough where if I go to get something to drink or something to eat, I'm back in like two minutes. Um, what I need to do is stop going to these sites that are sucking up my time. Mm. And how do I do that? I have a Chrome plugin where I can blacklist certain websites so that if I open up a tab and type, you know, facebook.com, it shows me a picture of a flower and says, not right now. It's like the best Chrome plugin possibly in the history of life. Um, you can turn, you can turn it like every site on and off with one toggle. So there's like a, I'm in work mode. I'm in just wasting time mode, but I've already found this plugin to be super, super useful in getting me back on track. What's so it that's, called? Um, it's called, it's called website blocker. Um, yeah, just like Chrome website blocker. Look that mm -hmm. up. It's, it's perfect. 
um, it's really nice. And I think that it can help a lot of other people um, with that as well. And then lastly, Slack, Twitter, chat, banter. I need to put some sort of timer on it, I think. Um, the, the problem is that if people are sending you Slack messages or, you know, tweets, DMs, you can't really control that. I suppose you could control when you go to look at it, but I think that that's just like, a, a, I can't close Slack, for example, right? Because that's what my team communicates on. Wait, wait, wait. Why not? I'm going to challenge you on that one. Why can't you just close Slack? We're getting, again, we're getting close to launch time on this thing, right? Yep. We're getting yep. close to code freeze. Um, and if I'm honest, as someone who's new to Android, I'm needy in that Slack department, right? Because I need to ask a lot of questions. Um, and so I don't want to cut off the lines of communication if I don't have to. The other thing is that even when we're, I'm not working on the Android thing and I'm working on DevTools, I'm sort of like the, the community manager. So contributors are coming to me with questions at all hours, all the time. And to be a good community manager, I feel like I need to be there for them. Because if you don't get community members' answers quickly, you might lose them, if right. that makes I, and, sense. And I understand, it's just, is it, is, are you always wearing that hat? Like when you have a job of like, here's a feature, here's something that needs to get written. Here's a code task. You don't need to play developer and community manager at the same time. You could say for the next three hours, I'm going to be David, the developer, not David, the community manager. And for those three hours, close Slack, go offline. You are Whoa. not there. Somebody else can handle the torch while you're working. I think yes, I could... here's the here's the thing about Slack. Slack makes procrastination contagious. When one person in that channel is feeling lazy and doesn't want to work and would rather just like tell jokes and banter and share animated gifs, it infects everybody else. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that what I would say is I'd feel comfortable trying that out for like an hour a day and seeing seeing where it goes yeah all right that's my new resolution so you help me with the email and the slack this is and you could do the same thing for both like when you say all right all right it's work time i'm going to like do this feature you turn off your ipad you close your inbox you turn off your email you close slack you put your phone on silent you close the shades and you and you work for an hour and see how it feels this is good. New resolution. I'm adding that to my goals list and you can shame me at the end of the year when I haven't <laughs> done it. All right, so that's me, that's me. How about you, Todd? What's taking right. your time? What's, what's? All right, so I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do mine in a little different format. I'm gonna talk about like something that bothers me and then my attempt to fix it, which is not always successful. Um, but probably the biggest cause of destruction in my life is a lack of an imposed structure on me. So for a long time, I worked in offices or I worked for another company that said, these are the hours we work. These are the hours of the day that like people are online and doing things. And so like I had this societal structure imposed upon me of like, I have to be up at this time. I have to be at my desk between these hours. This is when lunch is, this is, you know, 
when you know meetings are whatever did you did you have to track time sometimes was that structure there as well okay yeah i would call that structure and i don't have that as much anymore part and partially just to be remote right like i'm I'm my own person. There's always things that like I have obligations to do something. But in general, I have a lot of unstructured time where like I have things to get done and I have all the hours of the day to do them in. And it doesn't matter really when I do them. And and that is hard. That's hard to be like, eh, I could do that important thing right now. Or I'm really into the expanse right now on Amazon. I could go watch another episode of that. <laughs> right. It's like, it's, it's hard to like structure your time around things. And so do you feel like that's gotten more difficult for you over it, the years. Um, when like I you're first, more prone? when I first started working remote, it was super difficult to do it because like I, uh, I wanted to take advantage of the flexibility that I had just earned and I took a little too much advantage of it, I think. Okay. And so I'm trying, I've been, over the last three years, I've been trying to put structure back in place. And I've, I've been reasonably good at it, I think. I, I have normal working hours again, and I, uh, I hold myself to them. Uh, but the thing that I'm trying this year that was really hurting me was I would, you know, just get super into a TV show or be taking a break and I'd go watch some TV while I was taking a break or whatever. And you know, one episode would turn into three and, and it would just eat, eat my, my day. Cause I really like TV. Um, and so now one of the rules for this year for me is I do not watch television before 5 PM. And it's just, it's just a rule for me. Like I just don't do it. I it's, I don't necessarily have to be working, but I can't go do that because I know that I will fall personally into kind of a slipstream of not getting anything done for longer than I would like. All right. And related to that is my next kind of distraction, which is the, the times of day when I have a lot of energy and a lot of interest in getting my work done isn't always when I should be doing work. And so what I mean by that is, you know, most people will come in in the morning somewhere between 7 and 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. and they start their day and they have things going on. And, and that is not when I feel super productive. Like my productive hours of the day is like 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. That, that's just kind of my, my personal rhythm of like when I start getting really interested in whatever is going on. And the mornings is always like an uphill battle. And so what I try to do is I try and schedule myself to like get started in the morning, but because of that cycle for me, I usually do more mindless things in the morning. Like I catch up on my email and I do, um, I do meetings with people. I do, uh, uh, we record our podcast in the morning, which is just like a fun thing that we just get to do. And it doesn't require a lot of like really deep thought. And so then I can push all of like the hard, like, decision intense, intellectually hard work into the afternoon, evening when I'm much better at it. Um, and so just, just focusing my time on where I'm personally more productive uh, and then forgiving myself if I spent a morning and I didn't get anything done because that happens a lot. Okay, another hard thing for me is that for me and for I think a lot of people, you have something on your plate 
it's something big, it's something hard, maybe you don't really want to do it. It's really hard to get started. Like I have just, that same problem. You're just you're just looking at it and it's just like I don't even want to start at it. But once you do, I like it's easy to just like fall into a like a task and then work maybe too long on it, work too many hours into the night, work too late into the family time or too too many things. And so I use like little little mental tricks to get started. It's like, I'm not gonna commit to doing this yet. I'm not gonna commit, but I'll open up the docs page. Let me just see how this works. Or I'll go out to DuckDuckGo and I'll like search for it. DuckDuckGo because fuck Google. I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna search for something and I'm gonna like just get started. Or I'll like, uh, let me just see, what does the code look like today? I'm not gonna commit to doing anything else. It's like, it's like working out. I do the same trick for working out. It's like, I don't really want to do this. All I'm going to do is put my gym clothes on. It's all I'm going to do. It's all I'm committing to right now. But like, once you start, once you like do one thing, you can just slipstream it into the next and into the next thing. And that's like a little just mental trick that works for me. Yeah. So the classic solution to this issue is breaking down the task, which is sort of what you're doing. You're like, you're yeah. figuring out a way to slide into it. But I think most project managers would say, break down the task into little bits and little bits. And that way it's much easier to, to see how quickly you can make progress instead of seeing the problem as this huge thing. Yep. And, uh, and, and that's, that's a good analogy. But for me, there's, there's also an element of it of like, I don't want to do the task at all, regardless of how big it is or big or small it is. And so, I'm not committing to do it yet. I'm only committing to taking the first step. And then, and then once I've done that, kind of a different part of Todd's brain takes over and says, well, you started it. You better get it done. Go. That's good. All right. And then kind of the last kind of big distraction for me is that procrastination as a whole is just super easy. There's all kinds of things in the world today that are vying for your attention. And even the things that are about productivity are distractions themselves. It's like I have wasted a lot of hours trying to optimize something in my workflow that was not costing me that much. Like I'll have, like for example, I'll have a ton of work to do, just a ton of it. And I will waste a day trying out to-do lists. And it's just like, that's dumb. Like, I think collectively those things are, it's called productivity porn. And it's like all of these little tools, shiny things that you need to do or that you can do to try and get your life organized. And you know what? None of them are any good because I always, always come back to a physical notebook. Yes. Or a blank text document. I got away. Yeah, I got away from trying to do the. I used to have my to do list for the next day inside my text editor, right? Because I was certainly going to look at my text editor the next day. The problem is that I wouldn't. I didn't respect it as much as when I physically wrote down on a piece of paper what I wanted to accomplish that next day. Mm -hmm. So I think that not only we sort of mindlessly type because we're really good at it. 
um, we probably don't write as much. So by both thinking about something and physically writing it down, I think it ingrains into my brain a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and sort of drives home what I want to do that day. I agree. I agree. So when I'm working on a complicated bit of code, I always have like my notepad open to my right with, with my pencil. And I'm like, I have like a rough to-do list of what I'm doing. And then things that I run into along the way or questions I have, I like have a little sidebar. And I'm like, here's things I need to figure out later kind of thing. And it helps me kind of stay focused. And for me, for whatever reason, it's better than having a to-do.txt in the project or whatever, because it's, it's like out of band. It's like, um, it's not another thing in my already cluttered development workspace. It's like something separate and it's like guiding my work. Sure. All right, social media and Reddit and Y Combinator and all of those things that just suck your time, like endless scrolling of news articles and opinions that you can never get to the end of. When you open up Twitter, you never get to the end of Twitter. It just keeps going and going and right. going. And that to me is what is was kind of a realization I had towards the end of last year is that it's not it's not that I can never do these things because I will never be able to hold myself to never have a weak moment and reach for a distraction. It's that when I pick up a distraction, it needs to have a defined end. And so what I've been doing is I've been picking up more casual games like solitaire and Sudoku and those sort of things that like when I reach for something, yep, I'm not being productive, but I know that I can beat this game in 10 minutes. And then when I reach the end of the game, that'll, that'll be it. Then I can get back to work. As opposed to Twitter, you could spend an entire day scrolling your way through Twitter and never get to the end of it. And so I've just been trying to replace what I procrastinate with, with things that have like defined endpoints so that like it's easy to quit and come back and be productive. So I second that completely what i do is much nerdier and embarrassing to admit <laughs> but one thing that i really enjoy doing is jigsaw puzzles okay and people look at me and go why do you waste your time with that you know it's like why not throw a vase on the floor and try and glue it back together you know it just seems like solving a problem that doesn't need to exist but i always tell people like I, when you work in software, like I do, a website can always be faster. It can always be more optimized. It can always have more features, you know, like it's never done. And so when I work on a puzzle and I put in the last piece, it's done. And I don't need to finish it all at once. I can put a few pieces in, walk away, you know, like go back to work, like you said, um, but at the end of the day, it's something that can be done. Yeah. And I'm striving for things in my life that can just be done. So I think that doing stuff like that instead of getting sucked into social media is like a really awesome solution. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one uh, solution I have for that is what we already talked about with, with, with your list is that it's okay to close your apps. It's okay to go into do not disturb mode. Like when there is something that is truly hard and truly important to get done, it's okay to just close everything out and just 
I'm going to work for now. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to lock it. I'm going to close my curtains. I'm going to close Slack. I'm going to turn my phone off. And for the next hour, I'm going to work on this website, or I'm going to work on this feature, or I'm going to work on whatever. And just giving yourself permission to be unavailable. And then my last totally crude uh, productivity tip is that a lot of people, when it's time to go and sit on the shitter for a while, will reach for their phone to do something mindless, like go on Twitter. Instead, that's the time when you should clean out your email inbox of all of those emails that you can't quite unsubscribe to, but aren't important. Use number two, use number twos <laughs> to reach inbox zero. That's, that's the time. That's the time when you deal with your inbox. That's my personal productivity. If you get unimportant email responses from me, I'm probably on the shitter. First of all, I didn't, I didn't like, that's one of those things that's like underlying that you don't need to say out loud. And it's better just left there. It is weird though that like for many people when they need to use the restroom, their first thought is where's my phone? Yep. You know, like there's a, there's a underbelly of grossness in just that thought. Um, I mean, that hey. used to be what Twitter was for is like everybody, when they, you know, go to the bathroom, they tweet out that they were going to the bathroom. Right. And, and there was like tons of people that that's all they did on Twitter. And, and that was a waste of their time. They could have been cleaning out newsletters and false alerts and, you know, spam mail from their inboxes. Do you ever wonder how much extra time people take because they have a phone in the bathroom? I don't know. Rather there than was, just get out, get in and get out, like they're right. lingering because it's private device time. Right. There was Okay, so there was a, a soccer manager who noticed that a lot of his players seemed to be taking too much time to heal from injuries. So he took all of the TVs and radios out of the treatment room, and the players were like miraculously ready to play. <laughs> they're just bored to death in there right um so i do wonder how much time we waste doing that but i think that that's a good tip instead of doing something mindless while you're going to the restroom you know while yeah. you take it while you're taking out the trash take out the trash yeah on yeah. Your phone. same thing I, so i never thought i'd say something like that all right <laughs> all right that's my list i feel good about the, both the problems that we shared and the solutions that, that we've come up with. I think in the end, it comes down to discipline and simply taking the time up front to save you all of those distractions moving forward. Yep. Yeah, you need to set yourself up in the future to be productive and you set yourself up by giving yourself time to get done with chore, with like chore tasks and giving yourself the, the allotment of procrastination time that you need, but limiting yourself to only what you need and, and working when you have energy to work and, um, you know, being distracted when you need to engage with the larger community, but being focused when you need to get something done. Cause you can't, you can't do both. You can't like lock yourself up for eight hours a day either because then nobody respects your, your 
quiet focus time. Right. You need to have that balance. Okay, so those are good summaries. Usually I do my takeaways first, but I'm going to put you on the spot this week. That was my takeaway. I just okay, did my okay. takeaway. Oh, fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we didn't use the word takeaway, so I was, I was confused. My takeaway. Hmm. I've, I have a couple of takeaways. One, I've always felt like I need to be there for everyone all the time, which is why I always have email open, which is why I always have my phone, which is why... I don't put something over my door in case my kids or my wife needs me. Uh, why I don't close Slack. I need to get over that and let people know. Be, be good to myself, I, I think, is what I need to do um, to get less distractions. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you had mentioned was for an hour a day, close everything. Email. Slack, close everything but my brain and just try and focus on getting one thing done. And if it works out, I shouldn't need to feel like I need to be there for everyone all the time. And I'll probably get more done. That's my key takeaway. Um, and I look forward to listeners telling us what their distractions are, how they can fix them and how we can fix ours. Because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> which you know. <laughs> Both of us, everybody. Travel tips too. Travel tips. Travel one. tips. <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to be off for a week with this Berlin thing. Have a great time. When you come back, we'll record another show about something. If uh, you listeners have an idea for something you'd like us to talk about, something you'd like us to interview, something that you'd like us to just debate on a panel, whatever, please let us know. I'm on Twitter at, at Todd H. Gardner. I'm at David Walsh blog. See you next time. The Script and Style Show is recorded and produced by David Walsh and Todd Gardner. We'll see you next time on Script and Style.